Spirit. Welcome to Box Press Radio. I'm Dan. And I'm Zach. And you said you wanted to talk about the Diablo, the Spanish Devil. The, yes, the Diablo. Well, I figure everyone's talking about the Diablo right now since uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected just dropped this past week. Yeah. Uh, how much have you gotten to play of it since it came out? Uh, zero. Oh, wow. That's a problem. You should play some. Yeah, I, I, I want to. Um, but I, I have had a rough week. Things have not gone to plan. Um, I mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I, I just have not got a chance. Um, and I'm still working on finishing the floor in that room. I finally got my floor leveler all applied. And I'm just waiting on that to dry. Um, and I've been trying to figure out a solution for the like lightning cloud ceiling thing without stapling 500 staples into the ceiling. Um, so yeah, it's been eventful. Been eventful. Well, I went back before the before Resurrected came out and started playing Diablo one again. Yeah. Because it's just been a while, you know? I just wanted to, like... I didn't really want to go back and try to play old-school Diablo 2 when I was going to be playing a ton of simply just the same game. Right. Well, your character carries over, too, though, which is kind of cool for single-player. It, it does, but I guess I, I knew I already was going to play it, and the new one was basically just the same thing with better graphics. Like, it's not like it was vastly different. Right. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'll start with Diablo 1. And I fucking forgot how slow that game was. It is it is a real hard game to go back to. Oh, my God. I want to like it. I like... There, There's a lot of this, like, old charm to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like looking back in the history book sort of thing. Well, not only that, but... I think on its own merits, like, Blizzard has gotten so into the lighting effects and the shiny... Yeah, and I think just the the actual grittiness that kind of came with the older, flatter graphics. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I I realized like all the combat is so slow. Like I got used to in Diablo two, and especially in Diablo three, shit just like running up on you, and having right. like dodging abilities and shit like that. And, uh, yeah, no, in Diablo 1, you just slowly walk up to shit, and then you, you kind of do the Morrowind thing where you try to hit each other until someone does damage. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, that kind of continues in D2. Like, especially early on, like, you'll stand there and, like, have a slap fight with a little, uh, a little troll dude or a skeleton or a fucking, like, I don't, I don't know what it is, porcupine. You'll you'll sit there and have like a slap fight for about 30 well, seconds before somebody actually connects. The quill thing or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. I I had I guess I had some issues. You're right, like the first few minutes of the game and then it didn't really matter, but to be fair, I'm I'm playing a necromancer in D2 right now and I don't really have to worry about hitting things. Yeah, I I played quite a bit of the uh, beta, and I played the first thing I played was like the last thing I played in like regular Diablo two, which was a um, fire druid, 
so I was using the uh, rolling magma or whatever it was called. Um, the the giant fire boulder thing, which looks really cool. Um, and that thing just like keeps hitting as it rotates. So I, I would just kind of like kite all of the enemies to following me, like in a whole zone. And then just use that like one time because it used up like all my mana to cast it. And just wipe out like... 40 50 enemies all in one shot um because like the the boulder would just keep rolling and eventually it explodes and it would just light everything on fire and kill all the enemies because it just kept hitting them over and over um and like enemy resistances aren't really a thing for the most part until you get into like near the higher difficulties with a Mm. few exceptions so, like, Elemental, I've found, is, like, really, really strong. Um, and I saw someone playing a Lightning Trap Assassin. Um, and that looked kind of cool. I kind of wanted oh, to try that out. Trap Assassins in general are so much fun. I didn't think they would be as much fun as they were. Yeah, like, I haven't played a Trapper in quite a while. But, like, I love playing a Trapper in Path of Exile. And that's where that gameplay came from. So, like, I know I enjoy the Traps. Um, it's just been a very long time since I've played anything other than um, Druid, and then I also think I did like a Whirlwind Barbarian or something like that at some point. No. Right now, I'm doing what was always my favorite thing to play in Diablo 2, and that is being a goddamn necromancer with an army. See, I think I'm the only one that didn't get like super into that. I it's just so much fucking fun. It's too much fucking fun to not do it. So how many minions do you actually have? Is it like 20? Cuz I can't remember yeah. how that worked. I don't know. It gets kind of stupid. I I don't remember off the top of my head, but like right now I'm level 7 and I already have three skeletons and a clay golem. Okay, that's right. So yeah, I'm just walking around going like, hey, if you, could you just like farm me out some experience and money? That'd be cool. Yeah. Don't you eventually get, um, uh, you can pick like regular skeletons or like skeleton mages or something like that? Uh, I don't think you pick them out per se. I know I'm only a few levels away from getting the skeletal mage, but I think it's just... Like, when you use Raise Mage, some of them will randomly... Or Raise Skeleton, some of them will be Mages, and some of them will oh, be... Oh, okay. Others. I was thinking you had to cast them separately. I don't think so. I haven't gotten back there yet, so I'll, you know, find out. Yeah. So what uh, do you think of the uh, the updated features and stuff? Like, the auto-pickup gold, are you using that, or...? Yeah, I got that on. Yeah, I'm I'm not one of those purists that's like, oh no, I need to pick up every every pile of gold. No, I think to a certain extent, like the updated graphics are great, right? We all love that. But quality of life improvements are also important. Yeah. You know, like I really do want to experience this game at, at its most core experience, but also I want to not hate myself. Yeah, it it makes it harder to kind of get back into the game if it's actively like fighting against you so i think it's 
it's important that they actually really went out of their way to make it accessible for modern gameplay. Um, and I mean, it's still very much an old school game. It still feels, you know, a little bit old timey here and there. Um, and it, it definitely feels a little bit punishing occasionally. Like it cracked me up. Somebody that had never played ended up dying and they didn't realize that they had to go get their stuff. They thought they had accidentally like hit hardcore mode or something. I so I also thought that because it's been forever since I played this game and I died and I didn't have any of my stuff. And I was like, don't tell me I just lose everything when I fucking die. Like, I don't remember how this works, but God damn it. No. Right. And then I went back over to where my body was just to fucking check it out. And I was like, oh, OK, no, we're good. Mm-hmm. I just have to go pick it up. We're fine. Yeah, it's it can be rough though. Like the the walk of shame is real in Diablo occasionally. Yeah. Like during the beta, my dumbass didn't get the waypoint for his own and walked all the way to the end of it. So I wound up uh and then died and wound up having to walk there from town. So it was like a solid like 3 minutes of running away from enemies. Now, how long do you have to go pick up your stuff? Is it just until you reset the game? Uh, yeah, I think if you log out, I think the instance uh, disappears. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I believe if you were to like disconnect from the servers and your body was sitting out there, I'm pretty sure you lose that stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, I was, no, I wasn't sure about that at all. Yeah, and like I never played Diablo online i always just played solo um because a lot of the time i spent playing diablo i was literally living in a dorm at in high school and i didn't have a way i didn't have internet so i spent a lot of my time playing diablo um without internet and then when i played it at home um i just i wasn't really into online gaming at that time or at least not for diablo like that was when i was playing counter-strike as well so for me diablo was like my like chill out single player game you know what i mean yeah um so i i don't know i've never really had to deal with the situation of like oh i got disconnected from the server while dead um so i don't know i i would be interested to see so is it always like do so is it really always online? I mean you like, can play offline, but that character can't be played on the online servers then. Oh, uh, okay. So you can you can actually do all the same like old like if you play Diablo 2 like original right yeah. now offline, like just single player old school Diablo 2 and you get like a max level character or a higher level character or whatever you can then go load up Diablo 2 remastered and you can like dump that character file or even an edited character file into the single player folder and just play that offline but that character can never be played on the servers with other people well I, I know I'm probably going to make an online character at some point. But to be perfectly honest, I'm so happy just playing an offline character right now. 
Well, and that's a big part of the reason I actually picked up the remaster. Like, I was probably going to get it anyway, but I like to have a few games installed on my computers that I can play without internet connection at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tend to be like old school action RPGs. Like, I have like Torchlight, um, Grim Dawn, uh, and Diablo 2. Like, those are the three that I'm like, oh, I can always play these offline. Um, and it's just, like, it's no different than how I would normally play those games. So, like, that was a big reason that I wanted to get that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't like, see a need to play online. Yeah, I, I don't either. Like, I like grouping up with people. Like, I do want to have a character that I can play with some other people. Yeah. That is fun. But, like, my core experience with this game is 100% going to be solo shit. Right. Yeah, and, like, if you are if you aren't planning on, like, always playing with other players, you probably should have, like, your main character just be an offline character so that you can play it if your internet's down or if you travel or something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I think I'm pretty happy with the game and I've, I've watched a little bit of people playing and it, there were definitely server issues launch day. Um, but things seem to have pretty much evened out. It seems like a pretty solid launch, all things considered. Yeah. I mean, one day of some, you know, lag issues right when it drops is kind of pretty expected. Like that's yeah. Especially, especially for a game as hype as that. Yeah, especially if it really is just like, you know, it's like the day one launch and then there isn't really any significant issues. Like, yeah, all right, that's uh, pretty. That's a pretty damn good launch. You don't even hear about that shit anymore. Well, I feel like every game that comes out, the launch is a goddamn disaster. Well, and let's be honest here. It's not like they're, you know, launching this AAA, you know, brand new IP title or anything like that. Like, they they developed a, a graphical overlay for the game. So it, it's not like they're really reinventing the wheel here, you know? No, that's true. So I didn't I didn't expect too many bugs or anything. Like Blizzard actually does a pretty good job with releasing games that are pretty polished. Um like even I, during well, the beta, I didn't have very many crashes. One day I know I know they've done a lot of updates. One day I will go back and try to do Warcraft 3 Reforged. But I'm still really salty. I I don't think I'll ever go back to that game again because like I kind I haven't played it since like I I think I maybe played like the original Dota based on Warcraft back when that was a new thing, but I haven't played like proper Warcraft 3 since like I actually played them when I was a little kid. Um, so I kind of don't want to like destroy the memory I have of that game as it was because I know they fucked up everything and I kind of just want to leave it in my brain as I remember it. I don't know that they fucked up everything, but they kind of definitely didn't put in any of the kind of shit. It, do- it doesn't feel like uh, resurrected. You know, it didn't feel like I real really had quality of life improvements or the correct graphical improvements. Like it just felt off. I mean, it was lazily done. There was a lot of shit they were supposed to do or include that they just didn't. Yeah, I, I just don't want 
to taint my memory of that game. Yeah. Like, I, 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 really I went back to... Uh, I recently went back to Command and Conquer. And I kind of wish I hadn't. Because I was like, oh, this wasn't what I remembered. <laughs> Did you play the the remastered one? Where yeah. Remember on Steam? Yeah. I liked it. I have a lot of fun with it. I, I don't it's think it's bad. It's not that it's bad. It's just like, oh man, I I kind of I don't think I want to play this game anymore. Like it it just it, it's not the game for me anymore. And it used to really okay. be the game for me. Yeah. I so here's the thing with that, right? Um I think the remastered did it justice. It's everything I remember that game being because I, I was I was I've always been really into Command and Conquer. Like that is my go-to rts game um however the the original games like the original command and conquer and red alert did not fucking age well no they didn't at all they they they're they're decent games Mm -hmm. right but they're not super fun i mean it's a little bit similar to diablo the original like oh yeah very you much can so. see the like roots and you can see like the cool ideas but it's it's a little bit hard to go back to that but see, and this uh you know this diablo 2 is is pretty much just a remaster right it's not even like it's not a remake or anything it's right. just a remaster it's literally a graphical overlay that you can turn yeah. on and off i would like to see a diablo 1 remake like I don't want a graphic overhaul. Like I feel like that game. Looks I think that would be. I think that would be interesting, but I feel like it's hard to like go backwards feature wise. Like I, I think you're gonna have a hard time getting people to stick with something that digresses so much. Like Diablo Two is like I feel like you're really even pushing it with that. Well, no. So here's the thing, all right. And maybe somebody listening knows something about game development, and will do something more like this. But I feel like one of the big problems that I'm having with ARPGs is just how samey most of them feel. Um, and I think we need to. It's been going more and more in the direction of like faster and faster combat. Diablo's gotten faster, and Poe is really fast. Like, there's a lot of these games. I mean, we're like. There's a couple out there that are real plotting and slow. Like if you haven't played Grim Dawn, like I played if a you're, little bit. Well, I'm kind of speaking to like the fans or listeners, whatever you want to say. Like if you have if you have not played Grim Dawn and you like Diablo 2 and like the kind of the pace, that's probably a real good game for you because that game is really slow and methodical. It's got a lot of depth to it. Um, but it looks cool. Like it looks really good. It's got modern graphics. Um, it runs really well. It's a really easy to play game. It's just, you know, very complex. I'd say it's about like double the complexity of Diablo two, um, in all aspects, but it's nowhere near like path of exile complicated. This still looks very almost Diablo three. Like, just having a bunch of enemies and effects on the screen and all that shit. Well, I mean, like, the super endgame stuff is a little bit more, you know, intense. But, like, 
the first time you play through it, it's probably going to feel a little bit more old school. Well, see, you know, I'd like a remaster of Diablo 1 to instead of focusing on, like, abilities and army size and shit like that, is more like, I don't know, AI and atmosphere. Because that, I feel like a real remake of Diablo is all about, instead of Diablo 3's lights everywhere, it was about the lack of lights. It was about the tension, the... You right, could it was walk an atmospheric experience. Yeah, you could walk a few feet in this direction, and here come two skeletons that could fuck your shit up real quickly if you're not careful. Yeah. Well, and I think like that's that's one of the things that um, the Path of Exile creators have been talking about. How the game that they're working on on the weekends, like the version of Path of Exile that they want to play, that they're not like giving out to the public right now is just like a super hardcore version that's really based on the original Diablo where like there's very, very little loot. So when you see anything, you're really excited and like all of the enemies are really, really dangerous. So there's a lot of like tension and like, you know, you're always really in danger. Even when you see like a single enemy, it can be a problem. And I think that's kind of like, those guys are kind of on the same page with you as far as like what they want from their game. Um, but like for me, Diablo two is kind of the sweet spot. Like I, I can't go back to Diablo one. I've tried a couple times and I'm just like, that's cool. But like, I don't want to play this. No, Diablo two is the, I mean, Diablo two is the superior Diablo. Like, and that's including Diablo three. Diablo two is the superior. Diablo. Oh, very much so. <laughs> And I, and, I, and I still maintain that to this day, 100%, like, going back and just playing the graphical overlay, like, this game aged fucking perfectly. Like, <laughs> like, I actually don't even mind playing the original Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction. Like, the graphics are definitely not good by today's standard, but, like, they're they don't really bother me. They're, service, they're serviceable. They're fine. Like, I can tell what everything is. It's not, like... There's a few enemies, the, like the bigger enemies definitely look real bad because um, they're like more zoomed in as a result of just being bigger on the screen. Yeah. Um, like the Yetis and stuff, they just, they don't look real great. Um, but like the thing for me with the, the graphical overlay is it just makes everything a lot less cluttered looking. And... I definitely feel like it looks nicer. I mean, obviously it looks nicer, but like everything on the screen looks a little bit more clean, but I've noticed like occasionally it's a little harder for me to see something on the ground or like on the map, like the mini map, it's a little harder for me to see for some reason. So I almost wish I could have like, I, I guess the old mini map overlaid on top of the new UI. If that makes sense. I, I, the old. I mean, I just always use the, the thing where you like tab and you just have that map display. Yeah. Like it's harder for me to see with the new graphics. Really? Yeah. I don't really, I don't really have a problem with it. Well, I guess I guess it is a little harder to see, but for me, that's I guess better. It just seems more out of the way. 
don't yeah. know. I, it, it's a minor thing. Like I've just noticed like occasionally I get lost and I, I realize like I, I wasn't really looking in the right direction. I was confused with the, the map and then I'll switch the graphics back and I can see exactly where I need to go. I, I don't know why, but like for me, it was just way more visually clear, I guess. Cause it was just more simplistic or harder to see what was behind it. But also, I'm blind, so <laughs> I, I can't blame that on them. So, whatever happened to the other Diablos? Do we know anything about Diablo 4 or whatever the fuck happened to Diablo Immortal? Um, Immortal, I think they're, they haven't really talked about. And Diablo 4, I think, is like two years out. I mean, two years is fine, I guess. It's really weird. I feel like we hit this point in gaming where there's a couple of companies that uh, decided to really just slow down on their best franchises. A lot of them were trying new shit or just fucking about, but like... It was like with Elder Scrolls. Like, yeah, okay, they they made... It's like Fallout 76 even, right? They they got another team to come in and like make a filler game, but that doesn't count. Like Skyrim came out in 2011. It's almost 2022 and we still don't know how many more years we're going to wait until the next actual Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, holy shit. This is a fucking gap. Yeah. Um, I th- I think we're going to I think we're going to see more like a, probably like 2024 for Diablo 4, honestly. Um, that, or they'll just shit it out because they need money. But, like, the whole issues they've had with their company and the employees has really jacked up all of their production teams. Like, just within the last month, um, the director of Diablo 4 left the company a month ago. Um, and then two other employees that were like major team members on four um left like a week later so like they've lost their main production people for diablo 4 so that's probably coming to a very very slow grind at this point um and they're not even talking about immortal at this point yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Like, I felt I felt like that was just about to come out, just about to come out, just about to come out. I've been listening to this forever, and I'm like, so where is it? Like, I'm just interested at this point. Are you actually going to be a thing, or? I know they did a playtest of it, actually. Um, let's see, I'm looking it up on my phone because I I did a thing where, um, it was like you could have it like auto install when it yeah i have auto install and early access turned on for it but there's like no information all right yeah i i wish i knew what was happening with anything is anything happening with starcraft don't fucking know is anything happening with uh overwatch i'm not really sure like well... Uh, they're, uh, they, they lost their director for that this week too. Yeah, they're doing great. It's fine. It's all fine. Yeah. I feel like no matter what happens from here, right? 
Like maybe there's a chance, honestly, that in the next couple of years we're gonna get some of the best Blizzard games that we've ever gotten, or the worst things that just make the company die. I think the latter is probably more likely, um, because like they've lost a lot of their development team in the last two months. Um, but even worse than that, their their lawyer quit this week too. It, like their head legal person. Yeah. Uh, he was like, hey, this seems real bad. I'm going to leave. Um, so I think the legal stuff, like they have the FCC looking into things, um, like several different lawsuits going on from the federal government against them. Um, all the way down to individuals within the company on top of the company as a whole. And I think the... Basically, they have so so much going on, and they're such a big company. When they start getting so many lawsuits on top of losing so much revenue with like the World of Warcraft mass exodus, um, and then all the development costs of games like Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4, Diablo Immortal, like they've got a lot going on and a lot of bills to pay, and they start getting these stacked lawsuits, I I think there's a real good chance that they just implode. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Blizzard's not a regular company. Blizzard is a company that has, even with the lawsuits, a fucking ridiculous following with a ton of franchises that are worth a shit ton of money. So, yeah, might they downsize? Might a lot of franchises get killed? Absolutely. But I have a hard time legitimately believing that Blizzard's going to go out, go out anytime soon. I don't think they'll... I don't think they'll completely go away in the sense of like, hey, we just closed the doors and WoW's dead and turned off the servers no more diablo servers um because that would effectively kill diablo 3 permanently um i I don't think we get that but i do think we end up seeing them basically get bought up by like ea or um or i guess technically they're already part of activision but i could see them getting sold off to another brand um and a whole new management structure put in place um and all of their like anything that's not Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 probably doesn't get like finished and they just focus on like fixing what they have because like most well, of their revenue streams are like on ongoing games like World of Warcraft and um Overwatch where they they want that those loot box sales and they want you know mounts and companions and monthly well, so the reason i i think we're hitting a new era of of blizzard you know we're gonna see a lot of people leave we're gonna see a lot of people get fired we're gonna see a lot of these lawsuits go through and it's gonna be a massive shakeup. and just about all the original people are, are just gone now yeah everybody's left there now at this point i think there might be like one or two people that have been there for you know 15 plus years yeah so i mean at this point the question is going to be 
once all the dust is settled, once all the legal shit is through, and the current projects, which are probably going to suffer greatly from all of this, have come out, uh, what does this new era of Blizzard employees do with the company? Well, and that's what I'm going to be interested to find out. Like, are they going to ruin the franchises, or maybe we finally get away from all of the dumb shit that's been pissing us off for years and finally get some good fucking games? I mean, I think there's a few ways it could go. Like, they definitely could come up with an entirely new IP, which I think is pretty likely. Um, and there's, I know there's like projects that have been killed by Blizzard in the last 10 years. Like, Titan basically turned into Overwatch. But, like, I could very well imagine some new leadership comes in, looks at old projects, and says, oh, actually, that's kind of cool. Because, you know, there's stuff like Ghost, the um, StarCraft II um, Kerrigan game. Yeah. Like, they basically just said, like, hey, this game was pretty much done, but we just decided that it wasn't good enough for us. So we're just not going to release it. And that pissed off a lot of people. Um, So I could really, really see somebody coming in, looking at that and saying, hey, let's let's renew this and refresh it and make it good. Um, And not just that game, but like there's probably like a laundry list of games like that that they've got sitting on shelves. You know, just sitting on a server somewhere that's you know mostly done that they just never release to the public and i I think there's a huge chance we see those i wonder how bad they are because a lot of the stuff that comes out um that they actually do release uh, don't seem great and the ideas they've been coming up with for years don't seem great so i'm like if if we're looking at the stuff that you are releasing, what the fuck are you not releasing? Right. Like, yeah. What is the quality control? Well, I remember specifically with the, the Kerrigan Ghost game, uh, they said the game is done, but, like, it's just not very fun to play. So I'm curious if that just means, like, they just kind of didn't build out all of the systems enough and it was just kind of like, here's your gun and a linear upgrade tree and you can like go invisible. I I imagine that's what that game was, was just a really generic shooter that was real boring. And they were like, yeah, we could sell it, but like it would make us look bad. Well, you already look bad. So like, I guess make some money. Yeah. So he, you already look bad. (laughs) Well, it it can't get worse. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel actually, like it's, it's going to get worse, but, like, not because of a bad game. Well, I also think it's the way people do shit, right? These corporations are so fucking frustrating, where they're always worried about their image and having to apologize and all this crap. Look, if you're going to put out a real shit game, just look at Running With Scissors, okay? They tried with, uh, what was it, Postal 3? And that game just ended up being absolute dog shit. And they released it anyway. And they then fucking took it out of the canon and even put a thing up on their website where they're like, hey, you can buy this. We'll sell it. We want the money. But, like, you shouldn't buy it. It's totally bad. Yeah. Just, just, well, just own it. Just I, I think own a it. really good example of, like, a company that just puts out the games, whether or not they succeed, and just they're an immovable object is valve 
I mean, oh yeah. What was that fucking terrible four v one hunter game? Evolve, I think it was called. Oh yeah, I fucking hated Evolve. Everyone fucking hated Evolve. It was a dumpster fire. It was not fun. And they were just like, "Yep, here it is. We spent some money on marketing. We sold a bunch of copies and made a bunch of money on this dumpster fire that we somehow sold you." And we're not offering refunds, you dumb assholes. Like, that game just, it, it was terrible. But, like, they didn't, like, apologize or, like, backtrack. They were just like, hey, it is what it is. Here's our next game, you know. Of course, it's, like, 12 years in between any games they put out. Like, I'm they're... really confused at what Valve even does now. Because, like, well, from what I whatever they want. <laughs> Alex is supposed to be like a fucking amazing game. It looks good. I ha- I haven't played it, so I don't really know. I but watched someone play most of it, and it seemed cool, but it didn't seem like the game that I would want to play. I don't know. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like a game I want to play either, but at least it looks like they put some time into it. Oh, it looked really cool. Like It seemed like a really good game, just not for me to play it was cool to watch it around i do sit around and go like all right so do you still have development teams going or like what's they do the the weird thing at valve though is they have a company structure where you can choose to work on whatever project you want so there might be a bunch of people working on a half-life three um that we just don't know about. There might be one person working on that game. There might be no people working on that game because they haven't even attempted it. Um, But like, it seems like there's probably a ton of projects going on over there. And it just seems like their, their company structure makes it take fucking forever for anything to come out. Um, And I don't know. They probably aren't very focused on game development at this point, because let's be honest, they're they're just printing money with Steam. <laughs> they're printing money with Steam. I mean, that's fair. And like, look, at this point, I feel like if you're a company like that, you can just go for quality. But I, I think, I think part of what works for Steam is that they don't really have any IPs that are worth a shit. I mean, Half-Life is their their only major IP at this point. Right. And I think we've all just... I think everyone has finally just come to terms with uh, Half-Life 3 doesn't exist. Let's see. Like, can we all just agree? Yeah, I I think no matter what... Like, don't put out Half-Life 3 because no matter what you do, it's not going to be the game that anyone wants. There's nothing they can do. At this point... You either have to make the best goddamn game for the next decade and a half, at least, or so uh, it's going to be Duke Nukem Forever. Like, so there's no <laughs> Valve's other. Uh, it occurred to me that Valve actually has like the number one game on Steam. Um, they have Counter Strike, and that is the top Steam game, and it's also like one of the top Twitch games. Um, and they also sell a metric fuck ton of loot boxes that are super expensive and they're selling seasons now too. My God. So, well, look, I'm not, 
they definitely know how to make money. Like no nobody's gonna argue that. Like I fucking I don't. This is why I'm not really worried about buying stuff on Steam because I'm like I don't. I just don't see it really going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think Steam's ever going away. Like at least in the modern sense. Um, yeah. And then so they have the other like maybe like the second biggest game or occasionally like back and forth with CS:GO is they have Dota too, which has the biggest international tournament in the world with the international. People still play that game. It, it's like one of the top played games ever. I I literally haven't heard anybody even mention that game in like a few years. Yeah, because those people don't go outside or talk to people that aren't playing the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I feel like I've heard like half a million people all the time. Even to to this day, I hear people talking about fucking League of Legends. I don't. I've heard more about the Pokemon version of League of Legends. I don't. I don't know anyone that plays Dota. Like that's the thing is like we just don't we don't have friends that are Dota people. Like actually you do know somebody vaguely, but I have somebody that I know that that's the only game I ever see them playing. Uh my buddy Joe that runs a cigar shop. Huh. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the only the game he plays. Game with all the video game news and everything that we hear, I feel like we still would have been hearing about Dota if it was like real big. Like, it's crazy how quiet that game can be. So, Counter-Strike currently has 837,898 players. Sure. And it's the number one game on Steam. That makes Um, sense. You always hear people talking about Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike is a classic everybody knows. And then Dota 2 is the number two game with 556,430 players. um, Followed by PUBG with 344k. Apex Legends with 221k, and then somehow TF2 is still in the number seven slot with 88,000 players. Yeah, TF2 confuses me. I mean, I guess there's still memes and shit about it, right? Like, I guess. Well, they has... they changed the way it works now. I they feel like they do that every few years. Like that game has stayed free and fresh enough. Yeah. To like keep bringing people in, that doesn't really surprise me. PUBG surprises me. Yeah, me too. But like, that's, that's, that's a game I do see people talking about on Twitter. PUBG, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't fucking get on Twitter because I'm not twelve. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't ever see. So PUBG is actually the top record for concurrent players ever on Steam with three. What is that? 3,236,000? Followed damn. by CSGO with 1.3 million. Dota 2, 1.2 million. Funnily enough, Cyberpunk Wait. with 830,000. Wait, what was that gap there? Between uh, the first and second? 3.2 million versus 1.3 million. Fuck. More than doubled. That is pretty crazy. But remember, that was when that was in January of 2018 when PUBG was the first big battle royale. Remember? Yeah, I just the fact that it's like okay, you you could definitely sell me on it was uh, it was a big phenomenon. It was real popular, twice as popular as uh, CS:GO ever was. 
I don't yeah. know. That 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 fucking that surprises me. Me too. And I think it's because just it it had a bunch of kids playing it. You're right. Counter Strike has a bunch of old people like me playing it. <laughs> so yeah, I guess Counter Strike isn't really the like the game of the little ones. It's not it's not bringing people into video games like it may have years ago. I, I do uh, think I it's pretty cool though. Um, the most recent game that has like what is it? The one, two, three, four. It's the fifth most played peak players. Um, is Valheim. With 498k. Um, you know, I need to go back and play that. I really only played it briefly, and I kind of fucked everything up and needed to restart. And, yeah, and uh, there's there's actually just a brand new update that came out for that. What's that add? Uh, they added a bunch of, like, uh, house decorations and, like, different construction options. Um, I think there's some, like, more farming, like, home building options is what they... It's called Hearth and Home. We should co-op some fucking Valheim. That sounds fun. Yeah, I, I actually booted it up uh, yesterday for like 20 minutes or something just to kind of like see what that looked like. And it, you don't notice when you just start. Um, it's all like end game housing stuff. Um, but I watched somebody build. They have like these montages on YouTube where you can watch somebody build an entire like house and everything in like 10 yeah. minutes. Um and they made some really cool looking stuff. They had like a working hot tub and like kitchen and gardens and the whole nine yards. It was really cool. But yeah, that's a fun game. Yeah, I didn't get, I started building a house and then I, I don't know, I was just like sick and dying and exposed and I couldn't find enough resources and goblins kept attacking me. And I was it's like, a little you know, janky. It's got a little bit of weirdness to the way the, the building works in that game. Yeah. Like, I had to go watch a tutorial to figure out how the hell to get, like you said, so that I wasn't dying all night long. So It does definitely have some, uh, jank. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I booted it up yesterday, and I was, like, just running around, just, like, chopping down some trees and stuff. And I saw a deer in the water, so I shot it. And I jumped in to grab the stuff off of it. And I went to jump back up onto the rock because it had like a, you know, like a pretty normal, like incline. Like if you jumped in the water off of this rock in real life and just like you could literally just like step up onto it from the water. But of course, my character couldn't. And it was too far to swim around the rock. So I just drowned and died. (laughs) And I was like, well, that's stupid. Guess I'll die. Yeah, literally. I was like, well, I'm never making it over there. So. Thanks, game. Like, this this very clear, easy rock this guy couldn't pull himself up onto, but sure, why not? Um, yeah, I, I think that game is interesting. I don't think that's one of those games that's, like, going to become huge. Again, like, they definitely hit their peak. Um, and, like, the update will bring people back for, like, a day or two. But I just don't see that game... Like, I don't see it ever becoming, like, a top game. Well, again, no, I, I mean, yeah. I I don't know. It, I, I think it, it has the potential to have, like, a cult following, but yeah, I don't think it's ever going to be, like... So, 
Yeah, I, I think like big. it's it's peaked at this point because like their peak players were like two hundred and ten thousand in February when they launched. And then as of um last month, they were down to seventeen thousand players. Um and then their their big new launch only got them back up to twenty eight thousand. So they only gained like ten thousand players. Um, so yeah, like it's not, it's not dead. I don't think it's one of those games that'll just like be lost to history and nobody cares, but I don't think there's going to be that many people that like stick around. It's not going to be like a Minecraft, um, that, and there's just a flood of those games coming out now. Well, I gotta say like, I, I've gone back and started playing some Minecraft because, you know, Bailey's really big into it. It's one of the few things we can... It's a really easy game to just sit and, like, you know, fucking chill and and relax and play. Um, I'm glad I took a break because I I definitely got burnt out on Minecraft, but fuck, it's such a good game. It is a good game, but, like, I spent a lot of time with it closer to when it came out. And, like, I've played it with Titus here and there because he really likes it. Um, but I feel like that's another one of those games where like, if you've played like the core game, you really, really need mods to keep it fresh. Um, and that's fine. And I I think if I get burned out this time, I'm going to do the mods thing. Yeah. Uh, but they've been making some new improvements to it lately. And I feel like I'm completely lost in the game again. And that's kind of a good thing. Yeah, it is. The discovery is the fun part of those games. Yeah, the there's there's a big change that I'm not sure how I feel about though. Um I think I guess it really only matters for like PC players. I don't remember if you could do this on console, but you you don't really build stuff anymore. Um to the point of like I mean you used to like have to move everything around in the crafting table and then it had to be a like, certain shape. Right. You don't have to do that anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, on all the versions, it's just, you get, like, a, a menu and different tabs, and it's just all the shit that you can build with what the, you have. Yeah, so that's, they basically modernized it, because that's, like, how all the newer, like, survival exploration games are, like, um, Subnautica, um, Breath Edge. There's just a, a laundry list of those survival games out there um and that's how they all work is you just you basically find blueprints um and those blueprints just tell you what materials you need yeah and that's the thing i don't know how i feel about it like part of me wants to be uh like purist like it was kind of fun putting stuff together and figuring out what i could make and just having the knowledge of it but the other hand do I really enjoy it just being easy to, like, go fucking, you know, make the thing and streamline it a bit? Yeah, it's actually really nice. Yeah, it's really I mean... It's really when you have to start the game because you know what you need to build. And you just cannot fucking remember how it goes together. Sorry about that difficult for people to remember i'm recording apparently um yeah i don't know i i wish i hadn't changed that like i think it works i don't want to do that in subnautica 
but like it makes a lot more sense for Minecraft to me. I uh, so I was watching somebody play Subnautica the other day and I'm really trying to decide if I want to do it or not. That's a weird game. It kind of looks fun and it kind of looks not that fun. It it it's both of those things. Like it's a little bit weird. Um and like we got it for free through Game Pass and like the new expansion, the Ice Adventure one where you like yeah. go up on land. And it's one of those games that changes a lot later on in the game. Um, so I don't know, like if you can get it for like 10 bucks, I'd say, give it a shot. Um, I, I don't think I would pay full price and I definitely wouldn't buy the expansion unless you get like super balls deep in it. Um, because like, it's one of those games where it's a really, really slow starter. Like you're barely able to keep yourself alive sort of thing. Yeah. And eventually you just like power fantasy your way into like, I have underwater mech suits and this massive super villain esque base underwater. Um, and like a giant fucking nuclear submarine that I drive around and cut sharks in half. Like it's, <laughs> it, it changes a lot. So, um, that sounds kind of hilarious though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It, it's kind of fun, but it's also like, it, it's like you said, the, the newness and the discovery part of it is the best part of it. And once you get through all of that, it definitely loses most of its fun. It just becomes like, cause it, it does have like a win condition. You can finish the game. Um, and once you've done that, you're basically just in creative mode. So I don't know if you like that kind of game, it's a good one, but I, I would say don't spend a ton of money on it. Um, that's fine. I guess that that's a good, that's a good way to put it though. Like if, it, if you can get it for like, uh, you know, 10 bucks. Cause that's one of the things I always want to know. Like how much should I be paying for this thing? Yeah. Like I think it depends on like how much you like that kind of game too, because like it's a well-made one of those, but like some people won't like the swimming and the controls either. So yeah, yeah. like it's 30 bucks right now. I'd wait until it goes on sale for like 15 bucks and it's worth that. 15 bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. Or also, if you have Xbox and you have Game Pass, it's on Game Pass. So, you know. Like, Game Pass for me has been great because I can just let my kid go on the game shop and just say, download whatever you want and try it. Like, it's all free. You know, it's like, being able to go to the video store and not have to pay for the thing you want to rent. Um, it, I don't know. Like I've got a lot of value out of it and I know a bunch of people that just don't buy games anymore. They just play whatever's on game pass to save money. You know, kind of like I used to do that with world of Warcraft. I'd buy like a six month subscription and be like, well, I'm not buying another game for six months. <laughs> um, yeah. So at least you get a little more variety. Um, but yeah, I, I think that one's good. Breath Edge is kind of fun, but it's a little bit less 
buildy and a little bit more like kind of a checklist to to winning um but it it's still got that survival exploration thing going where you figure out ways to get further out and explore more without dying and solving the puzzles and stuff like that's pretty cool and it's got a funny backstory and um like just you know it's got a lot of humor in the game and it's pretty good humor so what is that breath edge like breathing i don't know that i've seen that at all yeah it's pretty fun um and it's it's more of a puzzle than it is a survival game really um but it's it's fun again that's another pick it up on sale and you'll probably play it for a couple of days and you'll be done um but again that's another game the gameplay totally changes about three quarters of the way through to a totally different game You know, I, I'm waiting to see, because I'm assuming we're going to get this year, more information about that, what is it, Final Fantasy 16? Oh, the uh, the Dark Souls Final Fantasy? Dark Souls Final Fantasy, yeah, I don't, it looks, it's so weird to me, like, I love that they go back and forth and change with shit all the time, like, sometimes it's like the cyberpunk shit, or the super futuristic shit. And then out of nowhere, it, you just Final Fantasy nine the shit out of it. I I really like turn-based Final Fantasy. I really don't care for active combat Final Fantasy. And I well, know I, I'm, like, not the majority here. No, I love both, right? I've been going back and having fun with my Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster games, for sure. See, I'm not both. I just straight up don't like the active combat games. My God, the... I've been playing a lot of the Final Fantasy VII remake. So fucking good. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not for me. That's fair. I guess I I got my start with Kingdom Hearts, and I I really liked it from that. So it was easy for me to adopt that with Final Fantasy. Just like, yeah. I fell off Kingdom Hearts real fucking hard when that came out. I tried it, and I played like half of that game. And one day I was just like, I hate this. And I never played it again. I liked it, but there were certain parts of that game that were super rough. Oh, yeah. The original was really, really tough to get through. Well, that's the only one that I played. And, like, you know, I'm doing fine with some of them. It, it's, a good, it's a good fucking time. And then you get to, like, I think it was, like, the Little Mermaids area. Yeah. Oh, fuck no. Absolutely not. That place sucks. Yeah, I don't remember where exactly I fell off, but I know it was about halfway through when I went back and looked at some point to find out. Um, and, like, we've been playing a bunch of these uh, simulators. Like, there's a million of them. There's, like, the big one this weekend is Gas Station Simulator. I was going to say, I, want, I actually really want to play it. Um. We've been playing uh, lawn mowing simulator and power washing simulator, and I really like the power wash one a lot more than the mowing one. Um, but they are very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, everyone's been saying the power washing one is real good. Um, and then I've been really into these like uh, puzzle games. I don't even know what you really call it. Um, I don't know what the genre is, but there's a game called Dorf Romantic. Which is like you get tiles like Catan style, 
and you kind of like put these hexagonal um tiles down and try to connect them in such a way that like you complete missions and get score but eventually you run out of like pieces to put in that fit and that's your your score and you're done and you have to start over um and then um what's the other one that i liked islanders um i just sat down one day and played it for like 10 hours that was one of the ones you got me to play right yeah yeah it was like super cheap and it's just kind of like a relaxing fun puzzle game um i i really like those Um, i i kind of had a problem with those like i really like i played them for a bit but i guess i really didn't like them and i'm so so with puzzle games and then they were all made well like they were all decent games yeah um but no, it just didn't feel a lot of them didn't feel satisfying to me. Yeah, I I definitely get to a point where I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm done with this for a while because it just it becomes very samey. Um yep. like you kind of figure out what works and you just kind of do that over and over. And like that's kind of what happened to me with Loop Hero as well. Um Yeah, I kind of bounced off that game. But like I I've been enjoying that style, like the kind of like pick it up and play a few rounds sort of thing. I've really been more into the more casual games lately just because it's like relaxing. And usually when I want to play a game now, I just want to like fucking chill out and like not think about anything and like watch a, you know, watch a TV show or have a podcast on in the background and relax. Um, Cause the other game that I play a lot of is path of exile, which is like hyper intensive, pay attention hardcore mode like stare at the screen till your eyes bleed sort of gameplay so when i'm ready to play something just chill out it's it's usually something like power washing simulator look i'm fine with that because i've been the same way like i haven't wanted to really like if i get home from work i don't want to try anything super hard i just want to play something that's why i was thinking about picking up that gas station simulator game yeah Um, i i thought that one looked kind of cool but i'm kind of waiting to see a little bit more on that one because there's so many of those simulators coming out and like honestly growing up working at a gas station as a little kid because like my family owned one i guess i'm not that inclined to play that one (laughs) um and like i haven't really gotten into lawn mowing simulator too much so like i should play the stuff i have and like valheim is a good game to just like chill and like cut some trees down and build well, uh, Andrew uh, was trying to get us to try the Vampire Blood Hunt game, and I'm going to give that a shot. I watched someone play that, and I, I fucking cannot I, with those I games. I haven't. I don't know anything about it. I haven't looked into it. Literally, I haven't seen a trailer. Nothing. I'm going to go into it a hundred percent blind and just see how I feel about it. I mean, you might like it, but like for me, it's another battle royale, and it looks pretty janky. It looks pretty unbalanced. And I don't know. It it seemed real Fortnite without the building to me. (laughs) So I don't know. Some people seem to really love it. Um, But honestly, if it's a battle Royale, I probably don't want to play it. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess because of the fact that I enjoyed Apex at least a little bit, I'm totally willing to give it a shot, but I know that I'm probably going to bounce off of it immediately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. most likely. I, you might love it, but I, I think there's probably like an 85% chance you bounce off that pretty quick. Uh, yeah, no, I'm expecting that. Um, and then, like, I'm... I reinstalled Star Wars The Old Republic because I just I, I like that game a lot. Um Oh uh, hold hold that thought. Let me give me one minute. Okay. Okay, sorry, I'm back. Welcome back. So you were talking about uh, Star Wars The Old Republic? Yeah, I I reinstalled that just to kind of like take a look at it real quick. Um, And We're talking about about the MMO, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Same game right now. Um, But I'll I'll drop in there and check it out again when they launch the uh, um, big update and expansion. Again, I'll check that out because you'll be able to like swap between the different like specializations of your class. So like if you wanted to switch from like the two-handed lightsaber style to this, you know, the dual lightsabers or the double blade, um I believe you'll be able to do that or in some fashion, I'm not sure all of them. Um but like, you know how you would pick like marauder or you know, um inquisitor, that sort of thing. Yeah. I guess you'll actually start the game and choose that when you create a character from now on, and then you can swap whenever you want, um, rather than like choose your final choice at like level ten ish, um, which is cool in my opinion. You don't have to make a whole second character of the same class to try the other version. Yeah, um, and like I, I feel like that's like the natural progression of like MMOs over the years is like they're kind of hitting their, like their final growth stage of like, Oh, we've just opened up all the options for players rather than forcing them to play thousands of hours again, because nobody's going to do that. Um, and it kind of breathes a little bit of new life into the game for another, you know, a little bit of a life extension, I think. Um, but it looks cool. I'm anxious to see that. And they're doing a graphical overhaul too, which I'm excited about. Um, cause that game already looks pretty good still. And I think they're going to make it look real good now. Um, so that's exciting. And then we've got new world coming up this week. So how much does new world cost? I think it's like 40 bucks. Um, that's what I'm definitely going to pick up. I was not going to pick that one up until I tried the beta. Um, and now I am definitely going to pick it up because I, I think that's going to be a fun game at launch. Um, I don't think it's going to last like a WoW or uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. But I think it's going to have a strong launch. And I think that it's going to be fun to experience like the main storyline. Um, but I, I do have a feeling that it's probably going to fall off pretty hard in about three months. Um, 
Like all yeah. those players that buy the the game are going to go through it. They're going to get to end game and realize it's all PVP based, and you're just going to lose ninety percent of the player base. Yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really expect it to go that far. Um, I, I don't know why Amazon thinks it's going to, but you know, maybe it'll surprise. I mean, it's fun to play. And it's got a more active style combat to it. So I, I think it's a fresher game for people. Um, I do think it, it's a lot more, uh, it's a lot easier to pick up and play than something like um, Black Desert Online, which is a lot more like combo heavy and a little bit more arcane. Um, whereas this is a little bit more like timing and dodge based and you're still using skill buttons um it's it's just a lot more accessible than something like black desert um and i think the the aesthetic looks good like it's a good looking game and i think they picked a cool theme with the kind of like colonial era um it's just got a good look and feel to it and I think a lot of people are going to have fun with it for about three months. And then I think there's going to be very few hardcore players remaining. Like it'll, it'll probably maintain a cult following unless the end game is really botched. And then everybody will hit end game and just stop playing. Um, but we'll see. I, I'm going to give it a shot anyway. Um, a game I'm not giving a shot is uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. What the fuck? I haven't even heard about that. What the hell is it? It's their new it's their new Call of Duty for the year. Um it's it's set in World War II, I believe. Um but they they did the thing again where they gave all of the old school like you can get like a um Garand and you get the ping, you know, that gun. Yeah. Um so it's like all the old school game guns like the MP40 and the bar and all those. But they put like modern like red dot sights on them that weren't around anywhere near that timeline. Um so it, it looked I played a bunch of the beta, Titus played a bunch of the beta, and it plays exactly like every other Call of Duty. Um like they just basically reskinned uh, Cold War with like old timey shit <laughs> and it's it's not great like it's it's a worse Cold War in my opinion which is a weird phrase um, <laughs> like War. it's a perfectly fine Call of Duty game but like I could just play any of the other ones I've already paid for <laughs> like there's no reason to buy this one um, like it worked good but, like, God, I really, really hate when games do the play of the game thing. And Call of Duty is especially egregious because you have to watch the stupid play of the game, which half the time is somebody, like, climbing up a wall and shooting somebody and then dying because it just didn't work right. And it takes, like, 15 seconds. And then you've got to wait for the round to end and get kicked back to the lobby. And then you can leave the game. And they literally disable the leave game and quit buttons. So you literally can't just like leave the game after it ends 
you have to leave early and like abandon all your progress that you got if you don't want to sit through that bullshit or what I've been doing because I was playing on an SSD like a really fast one it's faster for me to alt F4 after the end of the round so I get to keep all my progress and relaunch the game than it is to sit through their bullshit and Cold War was the same so it's like I'm not going to play your game that you very clearly are not getting the message that people hate this. Like, they're literally just trying to pump money out of people. Um, yeah, and I, I think we're going to have a bit of a gaming industry. I mean, I think we're in the middle of a bit of a gaming industry collapse right now because of it. Because a lot of people just don't have the money, and people are just getting really frustrated with the ra the rather absurd obviousness to which they're just trying to strangle money out of people with certain things. Yeah, I, I mean, it's literally the same game. Like, they just renamed and re-skinned everything. But it, well, I feel like the past and they use the same years, maps. Like, it's been really hard to get excited about most of the games coming to market for like the past almost decade at this point. Because everything is just a copy of something else. I hope you like the aesthetic and the one new thing that's different about this game. Send us money. Yeah. It, it's, and I mean, Nintendo's jumping on that train now too, where they're like, Hey, do you want to pay f extra for our special version of your online pass? And we'll give you a few Nintendo 64 games. I, I feel like it's not that bad though. There's isn't feel as like bad. Cause they're literally just giving you the ability to play those games well, not, but like i've got that. other ways to do that already no but but it's not just that it's the payment model itself because you don't even do like monthly i don't think it's just like here's a couple of bucks cool you have it for the year well I, that's the same as monthly though like you're just prepaying for each month N but not price wise i guess because it's only about as much as paying for like one month of xbox live or less yeah, no, I, I get it. It's not super expensive, but like... I don't feel like Nintendo is wringing the money out of me. Like, obviously, they need some money for their online system, and I feel like they're giving me more than enough back. Is a lot different than just going like, you know, it being a system where it's like, pay us 15 bucks a month, and just like everyone else will give you free games. It's everything that's been out for more than a decade that already costs less than five bucks you know like yeah uh, but it's cool. i i just feel like i don't really get anything out of their online service in the first place like i hate I the idea it? that they're like making me pay to do things online anyway and like i literally I just paid, i just pay to have the old games i mean i would I kind of rather just buy the old games that i want because like I just, it feels like I'm paying a subscription to like a Netflix for old games that I've already bought probably like five times. See, I don't ever feel like that. With this, it's just like for $15 a year, I can take, you know, a bunch of Super Nintendo and Nintendo, and hopefully soon I'll pay a little bit more and get N64 games. And I just have them on my Switch. Just whenever I take it with me places, it's just fucking there. Like, I don't know. If it was any more money than that, if it was a monthly fee, I probably wouldn't do it. But 
the fact that I'm dropping such a small amount of money like once a year, that doesn't feel so bad. That's not the same as being like, hi, I'm the new Tekken game. We released like one-fifth of the roster and every character costs like $10 and all of their outfits cost like $5. Give us like $800 if you want our fighting game. No, fuck you. Well, <laughs> and that's kind of Smash as well. Like they yes, they keep absolutely. fucking selling new Smash Bros. characters that are just more Golden Sun characters. <laughs> I feel like that one's also not terrible. Like, yes, they absolutely do that, and it's a fucking problem, and they really need to just re- release, like, a deluxe edition or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, the time in between game, drives me nuts, too. That game has been out for a while. It has a big esports thing. So I, I guess it also... Tekken was just like, this is the new Tekken with some season passes. We're just going to get the, like, gajillion dollars out of you and move on to the next whatever game yeah and this one feels more like they're trying to go for longevity like they're doing games as a service kind of thing which i i Um, just i hate games as a service unfortunately i do too but i feel like there's decent ways to do it and terrible ways to do it the smash brothers model is annoying i don't know that it's bad i don't hate it if I don't like a lot of the characters, I can just not buy them. And I don't like a lot of the characters. So the game is not that expensive for me. I mean, I haven't bought any of the characters because I just don't play that much Smash. But I just think it's a weird way to do things. I don't know. I, I'm a real big fan of the new Mortal Kombat. Um, and, like, I, you know, they can make tweaks to it. But honestly, the new Mortal Kombat still looks really good. Oh, yeah. I really, it would be cool if they were just like, we're going to, like, I loved it when they did MK Aftermath. You know what? Give me a few more DLCs. Give me a little bit more story and like another character or two here and there. Yeah. Like, am I going to be upset if I inevitably get the next Mortal Kombat game? No. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but also, you could have just dragged Mortal Kombat 11 out for a little while. Like, there was no reason to rush. Yeah, I I, game development is in a weird place. It's a it's a really weird time to be alive and experience the gaming industry the way that it is. Yeah, like I feel like when I watch a lot of history about the gaming industry, one of the big, big moments that I never got to be a part of, probably for the better, was like the video game crash in the eighties. Oh yeah. You know, yep. that's where everything nearly went away forever and then came back and everything that defined the way video games were going to go in the modern era just kind of started around that time. Um, and I'm kind of really hoping we're hitting another thing. We're like, it's all just going to get bad. Everyone's going out of business. Everyone's losing money. The economy's dropping. Um there's just mergers and failures and people leaving and retiring from the industry. I mean, one of the reasons they've been trying to push through Final Fantasy VII is because a lot of the original Final Fantasy people are all retiring. Yeah. Um, so we're going to hit a truly new age of games and, you know, starting pretty soon. And, and I'm interested to see what that's going to look like. Yeah. And I mean, like, we're going to see how things like Game Pass affect the industry long term as well that could have huge implications in the next 
two to five years. Well, I'm not convinced the tra- trajectory trajectory that we're going right now is going to at all remain the way that it is, or even go the direction that it's going. Um, I feel like a lot of the way, not just the way you buy games, but just the way the entire industry has been modeled is fundamentally going to change. I think you're already seeing an uprising of people in the industry because this is an industry where most of the people now that are going to work there are going to work there because they love video games. Right. And so the people making the games also think these payment models are fucking frustrating, you know? And I think in the 90s and the early 2000s, the video game industry just got absolutely bombarded by all these business people that saw how profitable the industry was. And I think it's one of the reasons the industry has been going down is because it became more about profit for a very long fucking time. And what happens if it isn't, though? I think we've, I think some of the lessons that we've learned is we don't need game passes we don't fucking need subscription services and we don't need triple a titles yeah like there have been plenty of instances of just whatever man fucking get enough people to kick in a couple bucks on kickstarter and we'll put out a 30 dollar game that's going to be the best goddamn thing you played all fucking year yeah i mean like everybody's trying to be the new loop hero the new valheim like everybody's trying to make that basically indie game that's the big hit and makes millions of dollars when very little was invested in it. Well, and and it's really, the... I think it's really shaking up the triple a scene because they're like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't be spending, you know, $15 billion to create the next Skyrim. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, even indie companies are starting to get, especially since you got a lot of these indie companies that are just, uh, you know, industry veterans that all left whatever place they were at and created their own studio. Yeah. You're seeing very ambitious titles being taken on and fairly well succeeded by indie developers because not only do they know what they're doing, but the tools right now, I don't think, I don't think we've talked enough about how, out insane and outlandish the tools for video game development are getting oh yeah i mean it's just ridiculous and we're what very soon to unreal 5 becoming a thing yeah i i think people being able to just go and make a game and have it actually be really good and look good is a huge step because like the budget is like the big restriction for a lot of game studios now because it costs so much to do so many things. But now the tools themselves are becoming so much easier to use that the average person can just go and make a video game in a couple of months to a year. And you see people just doing it for fun. And I think we're going to see a lot more like a lot more like small games, a lot more bite-sized games and a lot less games as a service games because those have become increasingly uh, disliked. People are just kind of sick of like the nickel and dime. Like, let me give you my, you know, 30 bucks three, four times a year so I can keep playing the game that I wanted to play. Well, I feel bad because I feel like there's a lot of these companies that are trying to make AAA titles and they're trying to use new IPs. 
And I think especially with the economy, not just here, but on a global scale, doing so terribly, um, especially following the pandemic, that, uh, you know, people are trying to put out these new IP AAA titles. I don't think people generally give a shit anymore. Like, Outriders died pretty fucking quickly. Biomutant went away pretty fucking quickly. I think people are still going to buy $60 games if you're putting out Elder Scrolls or Fallout or Grand Theft Auto or something. Right. But I think at this point, if you're trying to hit into the industry with a brand new IP AAA title, good fucking luck. Yeah, you you got to get real lucky to make money on that. Yeah. but Yeah, like, that's probably not going to happen. I mean, yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's has been one of the most successful indie games and has gone on for book series. They're making a movie, several games. They are finally, like, seven or eight games in, making their first AAA game. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, they waited for that recognition before they even fucking bothered. Yeah. Well, I think our next podcast will probably be at least partially talking about the new world launch. Um. I'm pretty excited to see how their launch goes um, and see how the full release of that game looks. Um, but yeah, um, I got to wrap this up here. We got some stuff to do. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to get more into Diablo 2 as well. Like, I need to spend some more time on that. So Diablo 2 and New World, definitely going to have to do some more of both. All right, man. Well, have a good week. Yep, have a week. This is what I have instead of coffee.